If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. In this episode of Mind Pump, the world's top fitness, health, and entertainment podcast, uh, we answer fitness and health questions that are asked by listeners like you. By the way, if you want to see the episode timestamped, mm. go to mindpumppodcast.com. Hey, welcome if you're new. Let me give you the breakdown. We started by talking about a uh, happy baby pose. That's uh, Justin's favorite new workout pose. Hey. Then we talk about grocery store etiquette. We talk about the explosion in Pompeii thousands of years ago and the way people were frozen in space. Some compromising poses. I talk about baby touch and how that reduces pain. Uh, we talk about Joe Rogan and people trying to go on strike to prevent him from speaking his mind. Let Joe Rogan say things. I talked about an Instagram post on grass-fed beef that was totally wrong. By the way, one of our sponsors is Butcher Box. They deliver high-quality grass-fed meats to your door at incredible prices. So if you want to be really healthy while you eat your proteins, sign up for ButcherBox and use the Mind Pump discount. Here's what you do. Go to butcherbox.com forward slash mind pump. Sign up today and get two pounds of free 100% grass-fed, grass-finished grass beef. That's a huge, huge discount. The best great proteins. Deal. Then we talked about COVID-19 and blue light blocking glasses. Sales are going through the roof because everybody's on their computers all day long. We work with a company called Felix Gray that makes blue light blocking glasses that don't change the color of everything around you. They're clear, they look cool, but they still block blue light. If you want the mind pump hookup, here's what you do. Go to felixgrayglasses.com. That's F-E-L-I-X-G-R-A-Y glasses.com forward slash mind pump. Get free shipping and free returns. And then I bring up a study on nanoscience for cancer. Pretty cool. It's small. That was 34 minutes. Then we got into the questions. Here's the first one. This person wants to know if they can use dumbbells for all their favorite exercises and not need to use barbells. By the way, all of our most popular mm. MAPS workout programs now come with an at-home dumbbell-only mod. We that thought means, of you. That means if you just have dumbbells, you can follow all the programs. You can find all the workout programs at mapsfitnessproducts.com. The next question, this person wants to know what's more important, meeting your macros or hitting your calories? The third question, this person wants to know where you would put a Turkish getup in your workout and what the value is of Turkish getups. And the final question, this person wants to know what the what is a good progression for introducing weight training for children and teens. By the way, Mind Pump has some of the most effective online workout programs you'll find anywhere. You sign up for a workout program. You get the workout blueprints that tell you how many sets and reps and what the exercises are that you need to do. It's all written and programmed out properly for you. And there's videos teaching you how to do the exercises properly. We have MAPS workouts for everybody. People who want to train like a bodybuilder or train like an athlete. People who like to who want to focus on building their butt or somebody who wants to train more for correctional exercise purposes. We have many, many MAPS programs. Find the one that works best for your body, there is no more effective workout than the one that is perfect for you. Go to mapsfitnessproducts.com, find the best MAPS program, sign up. By the way, try any of them, follow any of them for 30 days risk-free. If you don't like it, return it for a full mm -hmm. refund. Again, that's mapsfitnessproducts.com. T-shirt time! And it's t-shirt time. Oh, shit, Doug. It's my favorite time of the week. Mm. Oh, sad Adam. I'm <laughs> <That> excited to <laughs> Poor Adam. We have one winner for Apple Podcasts. We have five winners for Facebook. The Apple Podcast winner is M.H. Whitley. 
And for Facebook, we have Kyle Dugan, Matthew Ennis, Lakin Rupiper, Michaela Stabler, and Julia Dixon. All of you are winners. Send the name I just read to iTunes at mindpumpmedia.com. Include your shirt size and your shipping address, and we'll get that shirt right out to you. I got to come clean uh, with you guys Uh-oh. about about something. Finally, Adam and I have been waiting for this. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, yeah. 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 We've been talking about this for yeah. a You guys were going to have an intervention. Hey. Something was going to happen at some point. To so. make it easy on you, it's been very obvious for Sal and I for a long Has time. It? Yeah. We yeah. like you no matter really? what. Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a no judgment zone. I mean, I come in here every now and then. I'm complaining about my hips. You know, I got these like achy pains, all this kind of stuff. And I just... I, so I decided, like, in my own privacy of my own bedroom, there's, like, Whoa. certain moves that, you know, mobility things I would never do in the gym, like, mm. ever, right? So I'm in there on my bed. I'm doing Happy Baby. You guys familiar with that <laughs> That's one? That's a yeah. good time. Right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what Happy Baby is? Yeah, yeah. You're okay. On, you're on your, this is for the audience. You're on your back, yeah. and you-, you Hook so your you, legs. You literally grab your knees and pull them back like you're- you're just open. You're just open. You're very much open. To, I've never done it before. Like, this is like a couple days ago because, like, I don't know. Apparently, I have like some phobia that somebody's going to come by and just ram something in there. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't know. Like, just, you know, you're so open to the world. <laughs> so it's like, I was <laughs> I was doing that. And then Courtney just got out of the shower and she just stopped mid track and was just like, what? And what are you doing? <laughs> she like, this wasn't like the Speedo moment. She's like, oh. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. no. It was not. Yeah. It wasn't my finest hour but i got her to start doing it too we both were like wow this feels so good we were like i can't believe i haven't done this before you imagine justin in that position oh bro just blowing ass I, yeah did, i tried did, to yeah. imagine justin you, i almost sucked in some air and i, I stopped did, so yeah you, that was good that's the that's a good fart position by the way if you've got uh, gas bubbles oh totally yeah you're getting a, a happy baby <clears throat> And uh, just rock side to side a little bit. I think that's one of those we should like just have in the comfort of your own home, though. You don't want to kind of bring that out in in public. It is a very actually, it is a an incredible stretch, though. You know, it, it is. It you felt know, so good. You know, it's another one like that is uh, the Frogger. I think that one looks really <laughs> oh on the ground. <laughs> yeah, that is, yeah, that is a little revealing. That yeah, one that, too, yeah, that one looks just as I think that one might look because I feel like Happy Baby people have seen that. Like if you're familiar with yoga or anything like that, but the Frogger one is just, that's very unique, dude. Not a lot of people have seen that or done that. And yeah, doing that like, in the gym. Reminds like, oh, me, you really like the floor. Yeah, it, yeah. it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of people are like. I have a gym crush. I don't know how to approach him. How do I get their attention? <laughs> do these two mobility moves. Yeah. Can you imagine you're over in the stretching section? Like, hey, bro, I'll be there in a minute. Yeah. Ah, just just yeah. grab my legs. Make noises while yeah. you're doing this kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I got one for you guys. This weekend I was up in uh, Truckee, and apparently I am I just don't know grocery store etiquette yet. I thought I did. Uh, and they mark off like the distance things, right? And so my thought is six feet is the rule, right? Mm-hmm. So and so do you guys do you have you guys figured out like when it's appropriate for you to put your groceries up on the on the the track before the next person is done? Like uh, are you allowed to wait for them to leave? Completely leave or is it like as a transition from the checking out to the bagging portion where I they, feel like I'm putting oh, pressure on them to hurry yeah, up. Yeah, if they're if they're not done yet, I'm slamming it on there. So that's you know, what I'm, I'm hustling so I, them. I, my my thought is this, as long as I'm six feet apart. So as they yeah. finish paying and 
and they transition around to the other side and is, is you know, getting their groceries bagged and put in their cart, I can now make my way to the conveyor belt and start to put my stuff on there. Sure. But apparently that's not how it works. Did you get in trouble? Yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah. I got scolded by this lady, yeah. right? But here's the funny part. She scolds me for doing that, and I'm like, oh, okay. And I, I kind of, like, look at him and then look back at her, like, kind of, you know, I didn't say it, but I was, you know, math in my head I was saying, that's seven, eight feet at least. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it out loud, but I'm like, okay. She grabs my stuff, okay, as it's on there, and she scoots it back, no exaggeration, two inches. Yeah. You'd be like, well, now you've just contaminated my food, lady. <laughs> she, and she, she touched sco- everything that you touched. <laughs> yeah, she scoots it back two inches on the conveyor belt. Dude, the logic these days is just is baffling. You know me. what you should have done? This is what I would have done. I would, she, As she's talking to me, I would have ca- Hold on and say, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What'd you say? Well, then I finally get up there, right? And I go, uh, so we were we were refilling the propane tank. And I go, <clears throat> I said, do you, you guys refill uh, propane tanks here, right? And she goes, yeah, did you, did you bring your tank? I said, yeah, I just sent my buddy out in the truck to go get it. She says, what? She goes, don't bring that in here. She goes, we consider that a bomb. And I'm like, a uh, what? A, yes, it's a, a propane tank? Yes. And I'm like, like, this isn't Portland. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll make sure to let them know that. So I'm like calling them on the phone, like, hey, don't come in with the propane tank. Meet me outside. I'll be there in a minute. <laughs> what, why is oh, it a bomb? God. Well, a propane tank could potentially explode. Yeah, I mean, but don't they trade them? I thought they trade. They do, but they do it outside of the grocery store. Oh, don't oh, bring it in like the grocery in the store. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know? I guess that makes sense. I, yeah, it does make. I mean, it makes sense. But they, I, she like was just freaking out. She was on yeah. me from the very beginning. Uh, well, people are up here right now. So, yeah, like anything is is pretty scary. I'm like, yeah. it must be yeah. the end of your shift right now. Oh man, it must be time for you. What to was, go how home. was the weather up there? Beautiful. Was it nice? Absolutely. Are you golfing more? Uh, I didn't golf this time. We were supposed to, and we actually canceled and ended up just kind of being lazy, dude. It ended up being a weekend where we just were, we relaxed. We went down to uh, Kings Beach, hung out at the beach for a little bit, uh, and we actually did that twice and just chilled and just enjoyed. You know, the last two times I'd been up there, we didn't even really go outside much because it was so smoky still. So we didn't spend that much time outside where it was like clear skies. It was beautiful. We went um, miniature golfing. Oh, you did? Yeah, they opened them up. Around really? the golf lands, uh huh. Golf land, huh? Yeah. So we did golf and stuff. Were you inspired by Cobra Kai or what? I'm not gonna lie. That's exactly right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally motivated. Anyway, so we went and played game. And uh, my poor, my poor wife. She's really pregnant right now. She's ready to go. And we're <laughs> outside. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know by hole six or whatever. She's just sitting in the. She's finding shade and just sitting on the ground <laughs> like this, <laughs> just sitting there. You know. And then it's like twelve. You know, forty-five, and then you know the whole the, the questions about lunch start coming up because yeah. she has to eat. She can't Every eat a two lot. Hours, yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. So she's like, "Hey, what do you guys want to do uh, for lunch?" And I'm like, "Babe, we're like on hole six. There's eighteen holes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Do you want to go get you some French fries or yeah. something? I felt so bad. <laughs> now, for was her, she though. being a good sport and coming along, or did she want to go do that originally? She wanted to. Uh, yeah. yeah, she's a total good sport. So yeah. I have to kind of help her and keep an eye and say, "Hey, look, sit down. You need to relax a little bit. You're moving too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she's she's just trying to move a lot, yeah. but you you can't. You shouldn't." She's almost there. Oh yeah, we're like a we're like a couple weeks away. So is she getting even more hot now? Like towards uh oh, dude. So her family comes to visit, right? So her brother, uh, her sister in law, and their kids come, and they all come in the house, and they're like, "Do you have a blanket? Like, do you guys have sweaters that we could borrow?" And by the way, keep in mind, this weekend in San Jose, it was like ninety degrees outside. But we, Jessica likes to keep the house at a brisk 67 degrees yeah. during oh, the day. It's yeah. not even brisk. Yeah. It's just like 
mild. Oh, that's that's, that's like, comfortable. Yeah, yeah. that's like yeah, compromising. Yeah. If we go up to seventy, it's because the kids are you know. So so they're all talking about putting on sweaters and stuff, and so she she felt the pressure. Dude, it was so funny. We were like so Courtney got the kids an educational book, and we were kind of going through it and going through some statistics and stuff, and they're talking about you know old massive events events that kind of changed the world, and and we were going over Pompeii, and we're like thinking you know there's some really crazy pictures I remember vividly of, you know, people that had frozen been calcified in- almost. Yeah. yeah. They're like frozen, suspended in time. And we started to kind of go through Google and we're oh, like no. going through these pictures and then we go through one. Don't tell me. The Bro, guy that was jerking off? He was jerking off. There's a guy like literally hunched over with his hand like this. That's real? Grabbing it. Uh, yeah, apparently. I thought that was made and, up. And there was another one of a girl like on top of a guy straddling this guy just like frozen in time. And I'm like, that guy is a champion. You and your boys were going through this? Or yeah. Like- <laughs> and I, I, they were trying to ask me about it. I was like, like yeah. trying to hurry up, you know, through these pictures. Uh, and what's he doing? Trying like, to explain like what, what was going the on. The volcanic ash uh, burned his. Uh, his- <laughs> he was probably peeing, son, this year. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. No, there's, there's one of. I don't. Maybe it was Pompeii or something else where it was a uh, uh, look like two. They call it the two lovers. Oh yeah, and they're like embraced <laughs> together. Well, that's what died. I was. Tra- yeah, and then that just kind of came into to vision. I had to explain, dude. What yeah, a crazy! Could rough. you imagine that back then in that that event? You know, you didn't have like the news. You didn't have. This is your world. Well, and next thing you know, it's an atomic. You know, black. There you go. So, oh wow. Uh, yeah, right, right, people. and like, how did they know? Like, did they there's know? The guy, oh, there's wow. the guy right there too. He's like, I'm going out. <laughs> I'm going out on my terms. Yeah, because it's like, like they obviously felt the earth, you know, rumbling, and they felt all the stuff happening. Like, what was he doing? He's just like, I'm not. I can't leave. So obviously, I'm going to go out like this <laughs> one more time. Yeah. How, you know what I'm curious about, Justin? How often do you have to have these uh, as a dad conversations? Like, when you come across like this stuff, is that like a daily thing or is it's, it a weekly thing? How often am I going to have conversations? You know what's interesting about that? I didn't think it would come up so frequently, like as of late. It's one of those things like we've been able to kind of weave in and out of things because they haven't really been that curious. And now all of a sudden it's like they, the questions are getting more elaborate and they see things that we don't really see. Like, cause we were just like, oh yeah, that's, you know, it's got sexual like, uh, you know, connotations to it or whatever. But they're like, well, what is that? What are they doing? And then this is, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. oh my God, this is, this is exhausting. As, the, they, the as they get older. Yeah. yeah more yeah. and more questions. I yeah. can't just keep, I can't BS either. I got to be somewhat honest. And it's like, it's, difficult yeah, yeah my daughter's still because my son's 15 and you know he's, he's on internet so i'm sure he knows what the hell's happening but uh, my daughter she's 11 and she's also she's a goody she's a goody goody 11 year old she does what she's told the teacher says something she does it she's the, and i'm really just really happy about this stage because i'm sure it'll change <laughs> at some point yeah. but she's funny because there'll be like a a joke on TV that, you know, you could tell they'll tell You ever watch a TV show where they tell a joke and it's for the parents? Well, yeah. that's like some of the, some of the kids' cartoons are like that, right? Yes. That's what makes some of the, the best parts about the uh, cartoons they make for kids now is like they have these like little subtle things like if you're an adult, like you get it. Yeah, yes. it goes over the kid's head. Yeah, yeah, so we'll all be watching Hopefully. something and then we'll all laugh and my, and my daughter's always the one. She's like, what? What? Yeah. Why is that funny? What's yeah. going on? What's that? Oh, that, nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, nothing. <laughs> yeah, nothing's funny. Anyway. Nothing. I'm watching my, my so it's kind of cool having my two best friends who are, you know, two years ahead of me and a year and a half ahead of me. So I get to kind of like, for and I see them a lot. So I think of them like, a, like a, I'm a, the godfather of like the son that was up there oh this godfather. weekend. Yeah. So 
Yeah, he's at that stage right now where uh, he's talking, right? So he's he's putting things together. But you know, when they're at two, they they don't like say it re- really well. So like, they if you're the parent, you probably start to get it. But when you're somebody outsider, so. I forget how fun this age is. So like he'll come to me and he'll say like a name, you know, and you just you cannot put it together. And Richard, Ryan, yeah, Randy, yeah. and he's just like, no. And he says again, he gets no. all pissed yeah, off. he gets all frustrated because I know I'm guessing, I'm guessing way off, right? Yeah. Just to mess with him. <laughs> Keep him saying it over and over and over. He gets all frustrated. Like I forget uh, how much I, I like had that a good age. conversation with my because my brother is engaged um to get married. L- lovely young lady. I'm, I'm so happy for them. And we were talking about kids, you know, having kids and this and that. And I'm trying to encourage him to get started soon so my baby can have little cousins and all that. And I was trying to explain to him, I don't think you can ever truly explain this. And Adam, you're the most recent dad, so maybe some advice from you. But I'm trying to explain to him how uh, essentially uh, invulnerable you are before you have kids. Like You don't realize how untouchable you are when you don't have kids. And then as soon as you have a child... There's your all your feelings and, and heart and your vulnerability now is outside of you walking around in the world. Before <laughs> that, like nothing can mess with you. Yeah. So I try to explain that to him, and he's like, "No, I, I'm still worried about this." I'm like, "It's not the same, dude. You just wait till you have kids." Yeah, it's different. It, you know, it's uh, I don't know. I don't I don't even know how to explain the, uh, what that is. I feel like you're just your priorities shift from being like ultra selfish to like never thinking about yourself, always thinking about that little human. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's the, to me, that's the biggest shift of that is just every decision I would just normally just make, you know, what's the worst I fuck up or whatever, yeah. or I hurt myself or I lose my money or whatever, like whatever decision you think about, you tend to just go like, Oh, it's, you know, I could get through that. I'll figure it out where now everything is never like, can I get through? I'm like, oh, what? Well, then, what happens if him? Or then, what am I going to put? What kind of situation am I going to put him in? So you just, I don't know. I think that's what happens for, or that's what I feel more than anything else is just your your priority shifts so much from yourself. And I've already felt, I already felt like for the first 38 years, I was already a, a pretty selfish person. You know, every, most of my decisions were centered around what what serves me best. And now, like that's completely gone. It went from mm-hmm. extreme that direction to like that's never a question anymore. It's just you're not you're you're you don't have a lot to fear when it's just you. Mm-hmm. You know, like if I go and I, I don't know, do something risky uh, on a mountain bike, and you know, I'll think to myself like, oh, it would suck if I got hurt. But I'm not thinking to myself, oh my gosh, if I really got hurt, my kids would be I don't know without a dad, or I wouldn't be able to. So, totally different. You're like so fearless before. And what I mean by fearless is not brave. I mean, you don't have much to fear because it's just you. Then you have kids and all of a sudden everything matters so much. I was trying to explain that to him. He doesn't get it. He's like, I have a dog. I love my dog. (laughs) I mean, you do, but it's not the same. Yeah. He won't get it till it's actually happening. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's just how it works. Yeah. So I'm I'm hitting the restart button. I got another one coming. (laughs) He's like, why are you doing it again? (laughs) I guess it's great. Yeah. It's also hard. You get through it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and then the other side's great. Speaking about babies, dude, I read this very um, interesting study on on the power of touch for uh, for your baby. So uh, we know how important uh, touch is for humans. We know this with a lot of studies. There's mm-hmm. actually some pretty scary um, Soviet Union studies that were done a long time ago. Oh, that's that, the one where they like purposely didn't give them any attention and shit like that, right? Yeah, they provided. Was, was there the, a documentary that went into that really well? I, I saw, don't know. Yeah, I, I remember seeing a documentary on that. Where they yeah, where they, they they had orphans, uh, yes. and they and like half of them they just didn't, fed and clothed, terrible, and then the other half they actually cuddled right. to see the difference. Didn't and, they do that on the three the triplets? Didn't they? Wasn't one of those? Wasn't one of the boys went through that? And then dude, like, well, 
so with the triplets, I forgot the name of that uh, that documentary. So good, right? So good. But they there were three triplets that were uh, divided at birth as an experiment, and you could see the the effects of genetics and on uh, like how their environment is. Right, all three of them suffered from anxiety and depression issues. One of them committed suicide. It was the one that was raised in the home with no love. Yeah. So although they all had genetically been predisposed to to depression, yeah. only one of them killed themselves with oh, the other we're, two. We're definitely wired to need that. Yes. And so this study is very interesting. This study says that, oh, it's called Three Identical Strangers. That's, yeah, the, yeah, that's yeah. the documentary that you hear in the background right now that Doug yeah. put on. <laughs> so, so here's a study. So being held by a parent with skin-to-skin contact greatly reduces how strongly a newborn's baby's brain responds to, to a, a shot or a jab, a medical jab. Mm. So the, the European Journal of Pain did this, this, this study where they looked at the activity of the brain, and there's a part of the brain that is active when a baby or human feels pain. Well, when the baby was on uh, mom or dad, skin to skin, the pain, the 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 part of the brain that res- that uh, shows pain was dramatically reduced in terms of activity, oh, and wow. then the resentment went way up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. no. Yeah. Why did you yeah. do this? To why, me? Daddy? Why? Uh, I had this. That was probably one of the first, like, I don't know, emotional dad moments I had. Oh, the, the, isn't that the worst? Oh, yeah, it's the terrible. Sh- the, the shots the first time, and and you know what? I think it wasn't the very first one. The first one, he was so young. I don't think like it like it would he even put it together. Did he look at you like? You, oh like, yeah, that it was about. The, I think it was shot two or like three. Like you tricked him. Oh yeah. I hate that. Yeah, yeah you get, just the look and but you betrayed and the, me, father. And, the, and mm-hmm. like the big fat tears. It wasn't like you know like crying. I want my way tears or like you know pick me up type of deal. It was. It was like this look and then just big tears. Like you let that happen to me. It was yeah. like oh my god, yeah. rip my heart. Just thinking yeah. about it rips my heart. Oh, oh that, that kills you. Now the worst for me was when my son first uh, went to school the very first time and we talked about. About it leading up to it and you're going to be so brave and we're going to leave you there you're going to be with a bunch of friends and the teachers and mm-hmm. he would tell me i'm brave papa yes i'm very brave i'm really excited to go to school i mean my son was very articulate right and so i'm like oh this is gonna be great and we walk in and he's squeezing my hand real tight so i'm like hmm, hmm. maybe he's not as brave <laughs> maybe this is gonna be an <laughs> issue be a little nervous about so this. hung out all the way up until the very end and the teacher's like okay because all the parents are doing this right and the teachers are like, okay, parents, it's time to leave now. Yeah, you have to go, parents. So I'm like, okay, buddy, and yeah. you know, it's time to go. And he goes, okay, give you a hug. I'm like, yeah, give me a hug. And I pick him up, and then he hugs me, and he doesn't want to let go. So I'm like, hold, I'm like trying to push him off. Oh, God. Yeah. So I, I literally had to, and he's holding on with for dear life, and I have to peel him off my body and give him to a stranger. And he's just uh, reaching for me, and I walk away. Yeah. Destro- I was destroyed all day, bro. <laughs> uh, I walked into preschool. Oh, dude, times I, me. I walked into the gym and my I had a, a client waiting for me and my staff. You're like, like, I can't work today. Oh no, they all. Every, <laughs> everybody was emotionally distraught. Everybody was concerned. They looked at me like, "What's the matter?" And I went straight to the bathroom. <laughs> they thought someone died. <laughs> Son's first day at school. <laughs> this is terrible. It's really hard. I don't know what to do. Well, yeah. Hey, are you guys re- are you guys reading the Joe Rogan stuff? What's going on? Is he? Go- I mean, I see the Spotify stock Stupid. bouncing all over the place Stupid. right now. Stupid. Is 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 it going to? I I want to know what's in the contract. Like, well, is- yeah. I mean, I would love to see like what the terms were going into it because that would that would determine how all this is going to pan out. Apparently, there's employees that are that work at Spotify that said that they'll walk out or strike if uh, Spotify does not start. Um, you know, censoring or removing some of his episodes. 
Um, and so, okay, this is okay. My opinion, okay. If I own Spotify, personally, that's exactly the kind of cancer you want to remove from yeah. your company. Yeah, because but it's they, not up to them. No, and also you let that spread, they'll start to. And here now, here's the business side of me. Spotify, if they break the contracts with Rogan, they'll never get talent again. Nobody will ever want to go there again. Dude, it'll it's destroy a, them. It's an interesting predicament to be in. So I was this weekend I was hanging out with my niece who's uh she's a recruiter for Facebook. And so I always love asking her questions about the internal stuff, how the company works. And I guess uh Zuckerberg gets on every Friday and does uh, a a lot a live call on where you can ask him anything hmm. with all the employees. Hmm. So everybody's and they used to they she said they used to do this in person and then obviously when the company grew so big they couldn't do it in person all the time. And there's fifteen thousand people on this. And she goes, and I go, wow, that's crazy that he does it. I'm like, how do they – and she goes, yeah, it's like randomly selected. I'm all, that's got to be really cool. She's like, yeah, it's cool, but then it really sucks when somebody who's like six months in the company gets up there and it's like something's going on. They're like politically or something, and all of a sudden they start like chastising him or they want like – or a bunch of people will start revolting and saying like, why didn't you censor this or why don't you keep this? You you have all this power and control mm-hmm. to, to to control the narrative and this is so negative and bad and – why wouldn't you delete this or block that? And yeah. so they, I mean, imagine when you got 15,000 employees, okay, that work for you and you hire most of them for like tech reasons, they're in great engineers and software developers and all this stuff like that. And then they have very, you know, yeah. staunch political views and you get a lot of pressure from that group saying that we're all going to walk and the out. The views are going to vary all the way across right. uh, the company. So it's like, you know, what, what they think is what everybody thinks is not the case. So it's like you get some loud voices that want to speak for everybody. So I imagine that's what's going on yeah. in Spotify is you've got a, a large portion of these people that are completely one side as far as like what their, their political views are. And so they're standing up and being like... Well, the irony of it is that they would be shooting themselves in the foot because you're working at this company, you're getting paid, they're, ma- they're they're successful. Their stock exploded when Rogan got added to their roster. Right. He brings a lot of power. He, by the way, Rogan mm. is he has all kinds of people on his podcast. He's definitely not one direction or another. He has you know, well, he openly supported. What were they expecting, too? Exactly. Like, you know, they they if they would have known and gone through his entire catalog of, like, previous guests and conversations he's had, it's all over the board. And so, you know, there, of course there's going to be somebody on there that they don't like what they have to say, but that's just humans. Like, every human has something else, you know, some other point, some other background, you know, they're going to bring into conversation, and it's not going to align yeah, with you. Think, think about it, though. If Spotify breaks their contract or whatever, wrote leaves who knows what that'll look like that'll crush them yeah. I, their stock literally exploded when he came on to their to their team and what talent would want to go to spotify knowing that this could happen yeah i don't know I, you know i don't know how much it would crush them or not i i think it you know i don't disagree with you that you know rogan has a ton of pull but you know spotify has been on on the climb for a long time they they have they're dominating was a direct spike though when he got on there well no of course as as expected right i mean just i think you're going to get a, a spike just because we're not the only people that know that rogan has millions and millions of followers so you know i think every smart <clears throat> business person that's watching that stock go hey let's buy this thing because mm-hmm. it's going to go high just like what happened with howard stern when he got into uh was it serious yeah serious yeah. radio but here's the difference though like serious radio was was 
on the rise and like really just coming on the scene when they partnered. And that was a massive deal, and that was brilliant by them. I think that Sirius Radio without Howard Stern doesn't exist. I think it's oh, it's yeah, hundred percent. But Spotify exists without Joe Rogan. I mean, it's it's first a music platform first that's now pivoted into podcasting and other things. So yeah. it's already known as like the best platform to listen to streaming music. So they already they already own that. Yeah, but the top if you look at the top <clears throat> podcasts, they're controversial. You have a very popular podcasts on, on both political spectrums. Podcast is long form uh, medium, so, uh, media, which means there's these discussions that happen, which should happen. I think it's great to have these types of discussions. Rogan is pretty damn balanced. If you look at his guests, the guy has people from all kinds of different walks of life, different opinions. He's very open to debate and discussion. He's actually hosted debates. I think they'd be shooting themselves in the foot. I think that this is silly. I mean, I agree with you. I, I think they would be. I don't think they would die or it would it would cripple them that much. I think you'd see the stock dip because it had a huge spike because it came on, but they would survive it. But what it will do is it will definitely, I mean, if they kick him off or they start censoring him, they're definitely going to basically announce their yeah. views. Mm -hmm. I mean, if that's you, what I mean, they're going to yeah. be in a real difficult position, <laughs> which, regardless. Which we that may like. I still think that's my my theory is that the all of these platforms eventually will do that. Eventually, they will decide you have to come out with it. Yeah, well, they'll decide that okay, these are our political views, and we're going to get we're going to grow more by uh, aligning one side or the other. Mm -hmm. And just like we see with Fox and CNN, Spotify will be Fox or CNN, and then another platform will be the opposite. It does seem almost impossible to be neutral anymore it with, does. with the amount of people that just want to command, uh, you know, some kind of a opinion. Yeah, I guess you're right. It looks like the market is more uh, supportive of that, right? Because yeah. think about how many news networks that are like that, like old school news. Where they just reported, nobody. No, they don't. They don't make any money. No. People don't like to listen. No, to people, super unfortunate. Yeah. yeah, people want it. People, believe it or not, a majority of people still want to. to of course, you do. To yeah. listen to. Do you know how painful it is for yeah. me, for my ego to, because that's what I, I do this every day. Every single day, I seek out opposing yeah. news articles and opinions. And I can feel my ego like not want to read it. Like I get pissed off. Like oh, this oh is I so wish I could just get the facts. Yeah, but I do it anyway. I read <laughs> yeah. the opposite, you know, side of my opinion anyway, just so I can strengthen my own or sometimes change my mind. Right. And it, but it's an it's a it's a conscious practice. It's not something that I would. Which, by do the way, the level of self awareness that you're at in comparison to the majority is much higher. You just yeah. a majority of people are not taking that extra step to read another article. You yeah, know? yeah. Speaking yeah. of annoying stuff, uh, there was a, a a doctor that did a post on Instagram about grass fed meat that I think totally misses the, the, the boat, right? So, what was his argument? So the post said, if you are eating grass-fed meat to get your omega-3 fatty acids, that is equivalent to eating peanut butter for its protein or something like that, um, which uh, that's so that's totally off the mark as to why you would eat grass-fed meat. I don't think you should eat grass-fed red meat to seek out omega-3 fatty acids. Obviously, fish right. is superior for that. But if you eat a lot of meat anyway, then eat grass-fed meat because cumulatively, over time, you are going to have a much better fatty acid profile in your diet. So mm -hmm. if you're like, like me, like I eat red meat probably at least six days a week, if not seven, and sometimes more than one time a day. So with that much red meat in my diet, it totally makes sense to get uh, grass-fed meat. If you eat mostly fish, and you almost never eat red meat, and then you throw it in every once in a while, is it going to make a big difference? Probably not. But if you eat a lot of red meat, it makes a difference. Add it all up. Add it up over the week and the months and the years. 
and then it makes sense to have grass fed. So that, that those kind of argument, yeah, those kind of arguments are. It's like they're making the wrong argument. You know what I'm saying? I don't know anybody that does. That well, I feel like that's the move now on like Instagram, especially and Twitter, right? Is yeah. you say something like counter just to get the just to get the traction, get the clicks. Yeah, because yeah. it's going to cause people to comment and say stuff on it, which that's going to pop you up in the explore page. And so, a lot of times, I think some of these doctors, even and trainers. I mean, uh, our good buddy, we 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 just recently talked about the squat thing. Sometimes I think that's just a pure strategy by these like these guys is to get to get noticed more visibility, you know, potentially some more followers out and, of it. And they can intelligently debate that side. So it's not like that's completely off base. I mean, I think it's the, I think it's the wrong approach. I think it's the wrong message to the masses, right? And you're a doctor, so you're going to confuse a lot of people that thought they were doing a good job by probably eating grass-fed mm -hmm. beef. But I under I get it. I get that you can try and make just like the squat thing, like yeah, I get that you can make an argument that you can never squat and build a great physique and be okay, mm -hmm. but I don't think that's a good message for the masses. It's just that's that's it's not something I would promote. Right, yeah. mm -hmm. right, same thing. Dude, I started um, maps split this morning. I'm gonna be doing the the old uh, kind of oh. double yeah, each body part twice a week. You know, go, higher go volume, full bro on us. Yeah, huh? and you know what? Um, usually I do better with more frequency, but every once in a while I switch to something like this, my body responds. I will say this, the the pump that you get from this type of a workout with, you know, that many sets in one workout is pretty it is pretty intense. Yeah. It's alluring. Yeah. You know, I was able to do what I do, ten sets per, you know, for chest, shoulders, and triceps. And it, it is a, a fun feeling to get that real yeah. insane engorged feeling, you know. Yeah, well talking about back to what I was saying with these articles where someone's saying things just to get clicked. Did you see that uh, the, the claim on blue blocker glasses in COVID? No, what's so, the deal? So that's me. Yeah, I saw that. I mean, all how are they tying that together? Well, I'm always looking at like so. I'm always researching. Anytime we have stuff with partners and we have commercials, I'm always researching things, articles that are out there to support like the stuff. And I came across like you know blue blocking glasses to help COVID. But here, and so I was like, okay, this has got to be bullshit. The and and, they, and some study came out in China to show that out of the thousands of people that had contracted COVID, only like 17 of them actually wore glasses. And so that was like the, the start of all of this. The theory is this, though. If you're wearing glasses, period, the likelihood that you will touch something that can have it and then rub your eyes is is less likely because you have glasses on there. So they've spun that that information wow. to pr to promote blue blocking glasses. Genius. I thought that was it's not because viruses are on the blue light <laughs> yeah. spectrum. No, that's, that's I was like, wait a second, how is this going to work, dude? Yeah. This is hilarious. Also, uh, I know that you know if there's something, if there's uh, like droplets in the air, yeah. it can get in your eyes. Right. So covering well, it's your really eyes. the droplets more than anything. Like, yeah. Because yeah, even on your hands, they've I, I've seen data that that was like conflicting with that in terms of how contractible that is. Yeah. Well, um, blue light blocking glasses. They just did like this business. Uh, report the sales of them are expected to explode because of COVID because so many more people are working uh, from only in front well, of computers. Now that makes perfect or sense. Or on Zoom. Yep. So, yeah. It's already, they're already going up. The sales of blue light blocking glasses are exploding because people are on their computers oh. all day. Students yeah. on their computers all My kids wear their Felix Grays now all the time. Because they're not in school, they're literally sitting in front of the computer for you know six oh, yeah. hours. My kids, even myself, I've noticed being on the computer a lot more in writing, and so it's it's essential. I have those on, and then also have my uh, the brain of Finn like focus on to keep me kind of blocking everything out and like tunnel visioning uh, my way through and being productive. That's well, awesome. there's not a lot of things that like you can you can try right and actually feel a major major difference. And I, I that's one of those things that I think most people are pretty skeptical. Or at least I think I was skeptical before I tried it. Dude, we made. 
made fun of people, remember? I know. I we know. went to, we went to, uh, was it Paleo? Well, we had FX? to wait till they became cool. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Like, we're like, okay, finally. Like, they've made some stylish frames. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, I, I can get on board we with were that. Like, we were at Paleo FX, yeah. remember? And we saw yeah. those people wearing you know, orange yeah. glasses. Yeah. And we're like, oh, that's the equivalent but of- they like, also had like, their Birkenstocks and, you yeah. know, all that other stuff. <laughs> that's like, a, that's like, like a, I don't know. It's like a stringer tank top at the That's Olympia. what I felt yeah. like. Yeah. <laughs> totally. I mean, the orange ones are a little much for me. I mean, I think that, that at that point, it's like, it changes the color of everything. I'm like, yeah. you know, I don't, that I, I to that extent, no way. But the fact that a, a company like Felix Grey came out with ones that are as protective, that are without- the orange tint to them and I can actually watch TV and go about my day and be on my computer and not feel like all the colors completely distorted. You know, right. so to yeah. me, that's a big difference. Dude, they came out with uh, uh, this uh, cancer study on nanotechnology. It's pretty fascinating. So they mm -hmm. took uh, these nanoparticles and they coated them in a the amino acid uh, phenylalanine, I believe. So they coated it in this amino acid that cancer cells need to survive, so they take it in. Then the nano, you know, the the nano, you know, whatever it is, the particle particle or, yeah. gets released. That causes the, that causes the inside of the cell to increase its reactive oxygen species through the roof, which kills the cancer cells, but doesn't kill healthy cells. Whoa. So they tested it on mice, and there was like an eighty percent cure rate or something like that what yeah which is for it was Dude. for gastric cancer breast cancer and another cancer that they tested on mice you read popular science much oh, I, I, I used it. to like be subscribed that that was like the talk forever was how you know far we were going to go in advancing in nanotechnology it's really cool to start seeing that but also it kind of you know it, it's alarming a little scary you oh. know for me like the 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 you know the the level we're going to get here real fast well, have you seen the, have you seen the nano robots that they'll make yeah yeah Oh, fascinating! Yeah, they're like these. They're they're so so small. I think you would need like a pretty strong, uh, yeah. What's what is it? A microscope to see them, um, but they can get them to move in particular they ways, can like, like robots. Program them, how, yeah. How like do you robots to target that? cells. Uh, they, that doesn't make sense to me. You need a microscope to see it. It's a super robot. Powerful microscope. How did somebody create that? Though? I don't know. That's the part that doesn't make sense. You're to me. asking a couple Are of these trainers. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they have really small fingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah dude. They like, can just like that sew it together. It goes right over the top of my head. Well, they're usually I like that. Makes usually, no it's it. lasers, Adam. Lasers. Yeah. Well, I know that they, the way that they get them to move is through chemical uh, reactions. So they're not like machinery. Like yeah. Just, yeah. See, I'm picturing like these little robots with legs, little robots, little, and little spiders, little There's steam bot. Yeah, little yeah. Ro little or robot like spiders or something yeah. that they move. So that's into not place. what it is. No, there's a video actually. That's stupid. They shouldn't call them nanobots. Yeah, they're not real robots. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, it's not like the one on uh, Marvel that makes his what's his the Iron Man suit or whatever. Oh, Everything. Yeah. If by the way, in in a sci-fi movie, if they can't explain it, it's nano. That's it's the way nano. They do it. Yeah, yeah. Everything. <laughs> yeah, and then in fantasy, it's magic. So yeah, yeah. you got you got both of those. Yeah, nano magic. There's this one video of these nanobots like walking up uh, a strand of I think it's DNA or something, which is it's fascinating. What? Yeah, it's really really cool. But we'll see what happens with this. This is very promising because one of the, ch the challenges with treating cancer cells is how do you kill them and, and not kill healthy cells? But if you can make smart injectable nanobots or whatever, or you know nano you know part particulate matter or whatever, mm -hmm. um, and then it can zero in on the cancer cells, that seems like that would be the the best treatment. Yeah, I mean that'd be crazy if yeah. all that goes down. We'll see. This quaz brought to you by Organifi.
For those days you fall short on getting your organic veggies or whole food nutrition, Organifi fills the gap with laboratory-tested certified organic superfoods to help give your health and performance the added edge. Try Organifi totally risk-free for 60 days by going to Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. And use the coupon code MINDPUMP for 20% off at checkout. First question is from jmax5862. Can I use dumbbells for squats, lunges, chest press, overhead press, and deadlifts? Does it have to be a barbell, or am I just wasting my time? Justin, you were the one that uh, went and did all the mods that we had. What programs? I know it's uh, most of them, but not all of them. What programs do we have now that we? Yeah, we went through and, and we tried to cover basically all the main programs. So the only ones we left out were PED because it's so machine based. Uh, like, I mean, there's just so many exercises in that program that you, uh, I mean, you're, you're not going to really have the experience you want unless you're in a gym setting, and yeah. so. The other one was strong, which, you know, we were kind of going back and forth with that, but there were so many unique lifts to that program that we kind of wanted to keep it as was, but uh, everything else, I mean, split, uh, aesthetic, uh, performance, anabolic, anabolic, you know, all the main hitters, like we went through and, and replaced them with options for dumbbells. Right. right. Most exercises that you do with barbells, you could do with dumbbells and you really won't lose uh, effectiveness. Now, some exercises are a little harder to replace, like a barbell squat is a bit difficult to replace with dumbbells, but there are many, many exercises you can do and replace of a barbell squat to give you uh, similar results. All and, the split stance exercises. And the main on. the main reason why it's hard is just the loading purpose, That's right? It. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's how do you not, get the dumbbells on your back? Right, because so if you're somebody who only squats though, uh, let's say 95 or 100 pounds on a barbell, uh, holding four, two forty-five pound then dumbbells, it's almost uh, equivalent. Though. Yeah, is is pretty close. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's somebody who can load a barbell up to you know one eighty-five, two hundred pounds. Like, good luck holding seventy-five hundred-pound dumbbells in each arm while you're trying right. to squat. So that's where I think it. But if you're in that range, uh, absolutely. And here's a deal too. Uh, for the time being, it's an incredible switch out. I mean, yeah. if if yep. where where we're all at, like yeah, perfect world. I've got a barbell too, but. Man, I, I've wrote many, many programs for clients that don't have access to a barbell and only have dumbbells at home, and it's it's totally fine. Well, I'll tell you, as a trainer, if I if you had to limit my equipment for clients and you said you can have dumbbells or a barbell, but you can't have both, and then you can have your adjustable bench, what would you choose? To train clients, I would choose dumbbells. Mm -hmm. they're, more they're more versatile. Vers they're yeah. more versatile. And Way more. And ranges of motion can be modified a little bit better, and I can do certain things with dumbbells I can't do with barbells. Barbells are great when you're really strong. Like when mm -hmm. you're really strong, you could load the hell out of it. You could, you could deadlift a lot, squat a lot with it. Um, but dumbbells are uh, are phenomenal. They're still free weights. Yeah. Um, they're actually more free than barbells are because well, they're unilateral. Well, yeah, exactly. And unilateral, like that, I was going to mention, like if you instead of the intensity being just like adding more load, and you know, obviously barbell is the best for that in terms of like stacking a lot of load uh, in certain moves. Uh, you know, unilateral would be the way I would kind of intensify certain exercises to make them more for challenging. Sure. But you get so many different benefits from that. Like you get so much more stability in the joints and then that all then carries over back into your bi-loaded situation where now I can you know squat on my back and I feel way more supported. Well I was, I was making the case that somebody who can do 200 pound squat it'd be really hard to emulate that with a pair of dumbbells and do a, 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 a bilateral squat both feeling around but it, 
take that same person and hold 50 pound dumbbells and do a Bulgarian squat. Right. That'll, that'll crush somebody who squats 200 pounds all day long. So you could still accomplish a phenomenal workout. Or do a single leg deadlift holding dumbbells. Yeah. If you no. want to deadlift, right. you know, a lot of weight and, and watch what happens to your, your, your bilateral deadlift. Um, just from getting good at the single leg one. I mean, there were, there were, I haven't done this for a long time, but I used to go through cycles of just dumbbell training yeah. where I would eliminate barbells completely <laughs> Do everything with dumbbells, and I would always get um, some good results from doing that. Yeah, it's much more holistic. Like you know, if I I can I can improve any of the other like underlying weaknesses, that's going to help you with your longevity in this training uh, game. Next question is from Jay Canales, one forty. What's more important, meeting your macros or meeting your calories? Mm, almost sounds like a trick question because yeah. if you meet your macros, you're going to meet your calories. If you meet your calories, you don't necessarily meet your macros. Good point. So in other words, if, if, if my targets are just arbitrarily 100 grams of protein, 100 grams of carbs, and 50 grams of fat, I'll just make up numbers here, um, I could hit those same calories by cutting my protein down to 50 and then adding those 50 to my carbs. So the calories are the same, but now I've missed my macro targets. But if I hit my macro targets and I don't go over – I'm going to hit my my calorie uh, targets. So what's more important? Um, it's kind of hard to say because, again, if you hit your macros, you hit your, your calories. But I will say this. If you're consistently missing your essential proteins and fats, then your calories don't matter. You know, uh, There's a great uh, show on Netflix called Alone um, that I've been watching. It's it's really, really fun show. So they, they take strangers. They put them out in the wilderness. And the idea is to see who can last the longest and survive – and it's a very fascinating uh, show to watch because you can see how people can starve mm -hmm. even though they have lots of food. For example, there's this, you know, this one guy who kills uh, a moose and he, you know, carves it up and everything and stores it. And, and technically it should be enough meat to last the whole season. It could last them for a long time, for months and months and months, but a wolverine uh, comes and steals the fat from the meat that the, the moose. So now he's left only with really lean meat. Well, if he doesn't get fat, if he doesn't get a fat source, he'll starve to death. He could eat 10,000 calories of protein from meat, but if he doesn't hit his minimum fat, his body won't get the essential fatty acids it needs, and he'll literally die uh, from doing that. And, and hunters and trappers in the past, they would encounter this when, they would, when all they'd be able to do is catch rabbits. So meeting macro minimums, essential macros, proteins and fats, very important, regardless of your calories. If you don't hit your essential proteins and your essential fats, you can eat all the calories in the world, and your body just won't won't be able to. I think this question maintain. just comes from the people always that are that are touting the law of thermodynamics, right? Calories in versus calories out. If, as long as you are in a caloric deficit, you're going to lose, and that's a, that is true. But to your point, Sal, if you are following your macros, you are going to hit your 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 calorie intake. So sticking to that is is a much easier strategy than just managing calories. People that only manage calories, I think of like uh, the challenges as a trainer I'd have with like people that did like Weight Watchers, yeah. where it's just a point system. And then I get a hold of them and I'm like, oh well, they got they ate all their points in fucking pudding. You know, like yeah, that yeah. is not ideal. Like the, we need to, we need to change this up. So yeah, that may be getting you there to lose weight because it's got you only eating 1300 calories and that's going to put probably you nutrient deficiency. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, you know, you're, you, yes, calories matter that much that if you are in a deficit, you will lose, but going that way and just ignoring macro uh, targets is, you know, heading down a, a dangerous path. Next question is from cool wolf lives. 
What are your views on the Turkish getup? What is it useful for, and in what situation would you program it? This is a great exercise that allows you to really see the uh, the bias in people in the fitness space. Yeah. Okay. Because the yeah. Turkish getup doesn't it, really fit in most people's programming. Yeah. Situation. If, if you okay, so if you don't know what a Turkish getup is, you can go to Mind Pump TV, and we have a couple of videos on on the breakdown of it. But it's literally a full body exercise. You go from yeah. the floor to standing while supporting a dumbbell um, overhead. So if you're a bodybuilder type and you write workouts based off of body parts, where the hell do I put a Turkish getup? If you're a power lifter, where do you put that in? Yeah, it's not like a squat. It's not like a deadlift or a bench press. Like, where would I put that? If you're a competitive athlete, maybe it'd be tough, although I'll make the argument that a Turkish getup is exceptionally good for, for grapplers in particular. Um, but it's a full-body exercise, and here's the value of full-body exercises. The value is not in the I can get maximum muscle growth out of an individual body part. The value is not in the I can lift tons of weight and get this huge overload. Yeah. The value is in getting the whole body to communicate well to, with each other with itself. Yeah. It's in getting all the body parts to work well together, which is extremely valuable. It's actually more valuable than the last two things yeah. I just said. Right. I don't even uh, yeah I don't know if it's just because of my music kind of upbringing and background, but I just think of of playing certain musical instruments all the time, but I'm never like coordinating all that together. And so if I'm thinking of like an orchestra or something where you're getting like a bigger volume of instruments involved, but they have to sound good. They all have to work good together for it to, to, to be right. And I look at this as more of a, a movement specific exercise where it's, uh, it's something that's going to tell my body like how effectively I can communicate and also like if I have true command over my body to, to produce, uh, you know, things, desired outcomes that I want. And so for me to then, uh, it, 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 I use it a lot like mainly as an assessment or also as just like something that I want to look at, uh, you know, see where like the status of, of my client or somebody that's, you know, an athlete of mine. I, I used it a lot to kind of see how their body could organize in a certain fashion for me then to take, you know, more complex movements uh, and introduce them to those. So we've obviously made the case of the value of the Turkish getup, but the part of this question too is like, how would we program it? Mm -hmm. So I, I see three places um, and then I'll tell you how I use it most often and probably recommend it to clients. To Sal's point earlier, obviously, if you're a very you have a very specific program, you're a bodybuilder, you're a power lifter. Um, it, it not to say that it it doesn't still have value for those programs. It, it absolutely does, um, but it's it's less important on how I program that for someone who has a very very specific goal like that. But everybody else, right, the rest of the world that just wants to be healthy, fit, more muscular, less body fat, move well, this belongs in there. Uh, and the three ways I'm using it, either one, to start a workout, two, how to, to the end of a workout, or three, all by itself some days. And this is how I use it most often. So uh, I got to think that I'm not alone here where there's just some days when you just you don't have it and you need to do your full routine of your workout or – Maybe you've been hitting the gym really consistently and you want to go an extra day in the gym. And so you're there, you know, a fourth or a fifth day, which is an addition to your normal workout routine. This is where I love to just do this movement by itself. There's, there's only a handful of exercises that I may come to the gym and only do that exercise for the entire workout. This is one of them that I think is phenomenal for that. I love to teach a client 
how to do a Turkish get up. And then when they're traveling or they're doing something, I don't need a lot of equipment. I'm like, I just want you to practice your Turkish. I'll, I'll give them like how many I want them to do. I want you to do X amount for so many sets and, you know, pause at this point. It's like broken down in eight movements, right? So it's like mm -hmm. eight movements all in one. And it's a great full body workout. And it's great for you just to practice and get good at it. So Sometimes I will come to the gym and that's all I will do is a Turkish get up. And there's not a lot of exercises that I feel give such a great bang for your buck that it makes sense. Like you would never come to the gym. You would be wasting your time or I think it would be silly to come to the gym and do bicep curls for, as your one workout mm -hmm. or to do lateral raises. There's a lot of, or even rows. And there's a lot of exercises that I think are, yeah, those are great exercises, but by themselves, just doing that in the gym, eh, whatever. But squat, squatting, deadlifting, overhead pressing, Turkish get up, you know, that's in there. And those exercises that I think have enough value yeah. to do by themselves. And I would I would say if you are a, a power lifter or a bodybuilder, this is a great exercise to do on your off days, kind of mm -hmm. like what Adam's saying. When you have an off day, first off, active recovery is better than just sitting around. Practice some Turkish get-ups. Uh, take your body through those movements. It works the whole body. Yeah. It's it covers not a, all areas. Covers all areas. Look, think about it this way. I'm going to do a sports analogy. I know when, uh, oh, you guys get boy. excited I was just kidding. Okay, when I do this. But yes. you know, it, you think of a basketball team, right? Which team is going to perform better? The one where each individual player just practices by themselves all the time? You, The point guard is doing his thing all by himself all the time. Everybody else is doing things all by themselves all the time. And they're really good on their own. They're doing the drills. They're shooting the ball. They're dribbling. They're going through their mind, all the different plays. Or what about another team where the team plays together? Mm -hmm. They always play together. Your body is like a it's, – it's very similar to that team. You do have individual players, your biceps, your triceps, your shoulders, your your chest, your lats, your quads, your hamstrings. You've got all these muscles that on their own do something, but really they don't work on their own, almost never. They always work in concert with the other muscles. And so these full body exercises enforce and create better communication through the whole body. Tell me one instance where that's not valuable. Right. It's valuable for everybody, right. even for bodybuilders that develop individual body parts. I think it's still important to do this because if all you ever do is focus on individual body parts, you actually start to you you may create dysfunction. You may you may have overly developed strong muscles that don't work well together. And I understand why it's hard for people to see value in it that are just muscle focused and less movement focused. Like, it, and it's it's hard for me because I, I used to struggle with that because I was so athletically minded with like the outcomes of like how I'm building somebody up and I'm seeing their performance increase and their lifts and their strength. But uh, you know, because I used to use this a lot as a way to start. Um, being able to coach somebody and, and really get them to understand their body better. So they have to be able to keep control of their hips and, and while they're rotating and, you know, do all these little nuanced things that then I have to be able to teach when they're throwing a baseball. You know, like if, if I'm a coach and this is something that I could, they could start to understand that like, oh, well, if I hold, you know, my body in this position and, and you know, I don't elevate my shoulder while I'm now getting more torque out of my torso, I could actually like throw the ball faster and harder and more leg drive, all these like little things that you can kind of point out. Like you need that, you need that kind of assessment every now and then. And it's very valuable to, to start that. I actually think it's the most underrated exercise I don't think that. I think of all the exercises, Agreed. 
you how often do you guys walk in a gym and see someone doing a toaster? Never. 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 I mean, it's like one out of every like hundred visits I come to the gym, I catch somebody actually doing that movement. You'll see it you'll see it maybe in an MMA gym or Yeah, right. Yeah, like it. yeah, if you worked in a like a UFC gym, maybe like or you work somewhere where there's that's common, you might see it more often. But in a traditional gym, which by the way, I think that's who it, it traditional people, your average person, just body fat, muscle, move better. These people need to be doing this movement more often. It can go at the beginning, it can go at the end, it could stand alone by itself. It belongs for in everybody or most everybody's programming. Next question is from Fat Husband. What is a good progression for introducing weightlifting to kids and teens? Oh yeah, great, great question. Um now this is true for anybody. This is true for anybody who's being introduced for weight training, uh, but especially for kids. You want to work on body awareness and control first. It's very important for everybody, but with kids, what you'll find is when you have them balance even a lightweight overhead, uh, you'll notice that they very it's, they have poor controls. Like they want to drop the dumbbell on their head. It's, uh, they lack that. So that's the number one thing that you focus on. And the way you'd start with is body weight stuff. Yeah. So you start with, hand, you know, regular squats and push-ups and body rows and things where they're balancing their whole body, and then from there, the first things that I do with weights are static holds. Yes. Um, so I would have a, my kid, you know, grab a dumbbell, a couple of dumbbells. I'll help them put it in position above their head, and then I'll have them hold it up there, real tight and real strong for. 10 seconds, or I'll have them, you know, hold dumbbells and walk nice and tall, or I'll have them go down to a squat and have them go maybe halfway down and hold that position for 10. Because what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get them connected to their body and mm -hmm. get good control. Because once you get the control, then the rest becomes easier. Now you can do the traditional exercises and build them up. And by the way, that control portion builds a lot of strength as well. Mm -hmm. You're building a lot of central nervous system uh, strengthen your kids. So now as far as uh, sports, if you want something organized, gymnastics is an excellent way to introduce kids to resistance training because it's all body awareness. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I'm glad you brought up the static holds. I, I think I got the most, uh, I, I had my kids like were trying to do overhead presses and they were trying to emulate a lot of the workouts and, and movements and things that I was doing in the gym and they'd watch, but uh, then wanting to know more and like going through those movements, I found it way more valuable to just slow down and hold the positions first so they really can understand like where they need to tighten in their body, what they need to do to organize things so that they had good control, good, uh, you know, uh, understanding of, of, you know, how to, to, to hold the weight uh, in an overhead, you know, extended position as well, because, you know, that's, that's an opportunity for me to educate too, like how this could then affect, you know, their back if they do it wrong and all these things. It's just, you know, slowing down. I think that that transition from bodyweight exercises and, you know, moving and understanding like how to uh, react when they uh, when they get a good understanding through gymnastics, parkour, you know, something like that, where uh, you know they're going through all these like rotational things and like all kinds of different planes of, mo of motion. Uh, once they get through that, and then they do the body weight exercises. Now to load it, it's 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 one of those essential things I've found is to stop and to hold weight uh, to get really comfortable with that, uh, and then we can kind of move into you know how you're going to organize uh, moving that weight up and down. 
I picked this question because it uh, it had so many likes. Um, so there's obviously a lot of people that want to hear this. And I, it, the main reason why I wanted to bring it up is so I could actually uh, point towards the interview that we did with Chad Wesley. Mm-hmm. Is mm-hmm. Wesley his last name? I Chad Wesley so. Smith, maybe? Yeah, I, 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 I believe. Ju- juggernaut. Yeah, uh, I believe it's Chad Wesley. And we did it a long time ago. And, there, you know, every once in a while we have someone on this show that's another fitness professional that, like, kind of blows my mind or, like, really opens my eyes to, like, something. And uh, that interview was that. Like, uh, so if you're maybe not, not interested in this topic, it's not, like, the most amazing interview. But if you are interested in the topic, I think it's phenomenal. Like, after talking to him, uh, I've, I've made plans. Chad Wesley Smith. Yeah, Chad Wesley, right? So I've made plans for how um, I will take Max through sports. And so swimming and gymnastics is the first thing right away uh, after listening to that. And like he is, if so if you're looking for something very prescriptive, like at what ages, what types of play they should be doing, what uh, what types of exercise, like he breaks all of that down by the by their years. Like, okay, so ages here to here, they should be doing so many seasons of general play. They should be doing this, this much of a specific sport they're into. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that episode is phenomenal for that. And I know Sal already mentioned the gymnastic thing. Like that's a for sure place. And that really, what that is, that's the body awareness. I mean, they're that they're they're honing in on how to move in space uh, and gymnastics does that better than any other sport. And so even if you like, you know, people, I told my friends, like I was going to get Max and they're like, gymnast, you want him to be a gymnast? And I'm like, no, I, I don't really care if he's a gymnast. I just want him to learn that practice early because for all sports pursuits, that's like the best foundation. It's a great base. Yes. If they, if he ends up falling in love with baseball, soccer, basketball, football, tennis, any of these, gymnastics would be a phenomenal yeah. foundation for all those pursuits. Plus, you're less likely to get the overuse uh, injury factor. Like if you introduce them too much, you specialize them too early. Uh, for instance, there's only so many pitches if you're a pitcher. You know, mm-hmm. there's only so many of these repetitive type movements that until it becomes an issue oh uh, for them later on in their career. So it's like you're shortening the window of their career when, in fact, if you just introduce them to more sports and then kind of make that into like you're honing in towards a specialty, uh, much better approach. Dude, you just reminded me of a conversation. This would have been better in the intro, but I have to bring it up because you just reminded me. So I was with my uh, PTA best friend, right? So he's a physical therapist assistant. So he uh, rehabbing people all the time. You want to know what is a, a rising major rehab that he has to do right now? What? So, you know, he's used to seeing people that are like advanced age and that had hip surgery and knee surgery, but he's starting to get like kids in their 20s and stuff. Wow. Guess what it is? Is it forward neck and shoulder? Video game thumbs. Oh, wow. And you, Nintendo you, thumb? You, you, you say about how you only have so many throws. Well, yeah. you, you have only so many freaking you know thumb flicks and rotations and because the kids are playing it so excessively now at wow. such a young age and it's they getting, getting arthritis and everything yes from it? oh wow. yeah he, i forgot what he actually called the, the the name of what it's called but it's got a name that's for that's an him. embarrassing injury that, i know right yeah. well but you know to your point i mean <laughs> all, all these joints they only have they do they have a they have a shelf life in a sense dude you can only do them repetitively so without much. balance yes yeah. yeah if they're balanced they can the move load. they can move a lot but if they're not balanced you're, you're yeah and problem. if you're a kid who's doing four hours of video gaming every single day like that's not there's nothing balanced about that no that's crazy isn't that wild yeah. that's, that's alarming well you know here's something we didn't touch upon I, I have trained a lot of kids and i will say this it's okay you definitely need to know what you're doing and, and you know do what we just said but here's another factor that is very important the workouts need to be short and very enjoyable for kids otherwise you're not it's just not going to happen if it's yeah. like 
come to the workout, do what I say. Yeah. Um, it's going to be very difficult to build that relationship with exercise. Now, sometimes you do have to tell your kids, sorry, we got to go work out and they have to listen to you. But then when you're doing it, put on fun music, have great conversations, play games in between. Don't treat it super, super seriously because if it's super unenjoyable, um, they're not going to want to continue to do it on their own. And of course, you can't always be there to, to train your kids. So try to create a a fun environment yeah. and you can make play exercise. heavy. And then, you know, when they have questions, that's an opportunity for you to educate. Exactly. Uh, look, mind pump is recorded on video as well as audio. So if you love listening to the podcast, come check us out on YouTube. So you can see what we look like. We're handsome. I promise. Uh, you can also find all of us on Instagram. You can find the producer, Doug at mind pump, Doug. You can find Justin at mind pump, Justin, Adam at mind pump, Adam, and me at mind pumps out. Thank you for listening to mind pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump. <laughs>